want to tell you today about a boy named Juan. Now Juan, he asked his mom, can I go out and play? And his mom said, not until your homework is finished. And so Juan said, it's all finished. Juan knew he was telling a lie, but he didn't think his mother would find out. Sometimes you may be able to trick your parents or your teacher or your friend, but you can never trick God. He knows everything. Our memory verse today comes from Galatians 6, 7. Galatians is in the New Testament part of the Bible. Galatians comes right before the book of Ephesians. Do you remember how many men God used to write the Bible? It was 40, 40 different men God used to write the Bible. Now it's God's words, but these men wrote them down. God inspired them to write down the words and they wrote it down. So our memory verse today is found in the New Testament in the book of Galatians, chapter 6, verse 7. And it says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Let's say it again. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Hmm, what does that mean? Well, it means don't be tricked into thinking you can hide from God. God knows everything you do, everything you say. He even knows your thoughts. Don't think that you can get away with something from God. Be not deceived or be not tricked. Don't be tricked into thinking that God is not mocked. He knows everything. You can't trick God. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now I have a question. When you put a rock in the ground, would that rock grow into a mango tree and bear mangoes? No. You need to plant that mango seed in order to get mangoes and in order to get that fruit. Now the same is true for your life. If you disobey God, you will get punishment because that is what disobedience brings. But if you choose to obey God, what will you get? You will get blessing. You will get good things. You will receive good things because obeying brings blessing, but disobeying brings punishment. You reap what you sow. I'm sure if you have a farm, you understand what I mean. What you sow, what you put in the ground, what you plant, you will reap what you plant. If you sow, like for example, a seed, like a maybe orange, if you sow those orange seed, you will reap oranges. Well, if you sow disobedience, what will you get? Punishment. If you sow obedience, you will get blessing. And so there is spelled S-O-W, just so you know, I don't want you to be confused. Our memory verse again is Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Now, if you have already believed on Jesus as your Savior, God wants you to live your life to please him. He wants you to get rid of the bad habits like lying and saying mean things. And you can ask God to change you so that you can reap good things, blessing. But before you can change those bad habits and break those bad habits, 
You need to call on Jesus to save you from your sin. You need to believe on him. Remember, Jesus died on the cross. He gave his blood. He died on the cross to take the punishment you deserve for your sin. You can call on Jesus today to save you from your sin. Let's say our verse again. Galatians 6, 7. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians 6, 7. Well, now Jacob, he was going off to Haran. And why was he going off to Haran? Remember, his brother Esau was very angry with him because Jacob had taken the birthright and the blessing. If you remember what we learned yesterday, Jacob had been a deceiver. Remember how he had deceived or tricked his brother Esau? But remember that dream that Jacob had? That huge stairway that stretched from earth up to heaven? And on that stairway, Jacob saw angels coming down and going up. Remember how the Lord spoke to him from the top of the stairway in that dream? That was an amazing dream. Jacob realized that God was was perfect, God was holy, and that God knew about his deceitful heart. Remember how Jacob changed and how he was now going to live his life to please God? Yes, Jacob even set up that stone that was his his pillow that night. He set it up as a pillar and he marked the place because something very special had happened. He changed. His life changed because he belonged to God and he named that place Bethel, which means the house of God. But before Jacob could be the godly patriarch or father of his family, there were a few more changes that God had in store for him. Well, Jacob arrived at a well outside the city of Haran, and some shepherds and their sheep were resting nearby. Now a heavy flat stone covered the opening of the well. When all of the shepherds had gathered, they would roll the heavy stone aside to get the water. Jacob asked the shepherds, where are you from? And they said, Haran. And Jacob, he said, oh, my uncle is from Haran. He asked the shepherds, do you know Laban? Well, the men said they did. And then looking toward the city, one said, See, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Jacob turned and saw Rachel coming toward him. Now, Jacob, he didn't wait for the other men to help. He lifted the heavy stone. He rolled it off the well so he could get water for Rachel's sheep. Jacob introduced himself to Rachel as the son of her aunt Rebecca. Because remember, Rebecca 
was Laban's sister. Laban was Jacob's uncle. Rachel was excited to meet him, and then she hurried off to tell her father Laban. And soon Laban came back. He welcomed Jacob. He invited Jacob to come to their home, and Jacob became like part of Laban's family, along with Laban's sons and Laban's two daughters, who were named Leah and Rachel. Now Jacob lived in Laban's home, and he helped to take care of the flocks of animals. One day, Laban came to Jacob with an offer. Laban said, "Just because you are my relative, you shouldn't have to work for me without pay. Tell me, what would you like to receive for your work?" Well, Jacob he didn't have to think long because he was attracted to Rachel. He told his uncle Laban, "I will work for you for seven years. Then you must let me marry your younger daughter, Rachel." And his uncle Laban agreed. Well, the seven years went by quickly for Jacob. He loved Rachel. He was glad to work hard so he could have her as his wife. And finally, the day came. Seven years had finished. Jacob, he must have gone to his uncle Laban and said, "My seven years are finished. Rachel can be my wife. Give her to me now." Laban, he invited his friends to a great wedding feast, and in the evening, he brought his daughter to Jacob. Now she wore the usual bride clothes of her country, with a heavy veil covering her head and her face, and she became Jacob's wife. Well, in the morning, Jacob had been tricked. Laban did not give Rachel to him. Laban gave his older daughter, whose name was Leah. Remember how Jacob had tricked his father Isaac into thinking that he was his brother Esau. Jacob had been a deceiver. Now he had been deceived by his uncle Laban. His uncle had given him the older daughter Leah instead of the one he worked for, and that was Rachel. Now, why do you think God allowed that to happen to Jacob? Perhaps God wanted Jacob to see how wrong it is to deceive others. He wanted to change Jacob to be more like him. If you know Jesus as your Savior, God wants to change you to be more like Him too. Before you believed on Jesus and you asked Him to save you from your sins' punishment, you maybe had some habits that you did that were not pleasing to God. Perhaps you had a bad temper, or you got angry very quick, or you use curse words a lot. Maybe you even hit people who made you angry, and you like to fight. Maybe you lied a lot, or you cheated. To get your own way, if you don't let God help you get rid of those bad habits, God will have to discipline you as His child. Now, discipline means well, a punishment. God disciplines those that He loves, just like how your parents discipline or punish you when you do something wrong. They do it because they love you and they don't want you to do that bad thing again. God does that to His children too. When we do something that Is not going God's way. God has to discipline His children. He might allow you to receive the same treatment you've given to others. You might find that someone will get angry and will hurt you, or you might find that you've been cheated on by someone else. Remember what our memory verse says for today: Galatians six seven. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Galatians six seven. Don't think you can fool God. God means what He says. Sometimes God allows those difficult or painful experiences in your life 
so he can change you to be more like him. Well, God wanted to change Jacob to be more like him. He let Jacob see how wrong it is to deceive others. Jacob must have gone to his uncle Laban and told him, I worked seven years for Rachel. Why have you tricked me? Well, his uncle Laban said, in our country, in our culture, we never let the younger daughter marry before the older one. You can marry Rachel, too, if you work for me for another seven years. Oh, there was nothing Jacob could do. So he agreed. Well, after a short time, Jacob married Rachel, but he continued to work for his uncle Laban to fulfill his promise. Now, Jacob had two wives, Leah and Rachel. Now, having two wives, it was allowed in that country, but it was not God's way. Jealousy and many difficulties would trouble Jacob's home from that time on. But Jacob was reaping what he had sown. Well, as the years went by, Jacob's family grew. By the time he had been with Laban 20 years, Jacob had 11 sons and one daughter. Only his youngest son, Joseph, was born from his most loved wife, Rachel. Jacob had also become a rich man, and he had made an agreement with his uncle Laban. As he worked for his uncle Laban, he was paid with some of the flocks that he was taking care of, the flocks of animals. Jacob's flocks grew and grew, even though Laban continued to cheat him. Laban's sons were jealous of Jacob's wealth, and soon Laban himself was jealous. So one day God said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and to your family, and I will be with you. Jacob told Rachel and Leah what God had said, and they agreed to return with him to his father's land. Camels carried Jacob's wives and children. They formed a long caravan, or like a long line of traveling people. They were leaving Haran. They had servants, they had animals, they had household items. All the children were there. Jacob, his two wives. But there was something troubling Jacob. Remember Jacob's brother, Esau? Esau had been angry enough with Jacob to even plan to kill him. Jacob had cheated his brother into giving him his birthright. And then remember how Jacob tricked his father, Isaac, into giving him the special blessing? Jacob, he had done things his own way. He had sinfully wanted his own way. And everyone is born wanting their own way, including you and me. The Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. That's found in Isaiah 53, 6. Wanting your own way is sin. It is breaking God's laws. And when you're proud and boastful or you talk back to your parents or teachers, that is sin because it is not God's way. God says the punishment for sin is to be away from him, to be separated from him in a terrible place called hell. But since God is the creator who made everything in the world, including you, then he knows about your sinfulness. And God, he's holy. He's pure. He loves you and he wants to change you. That's why he sent his own perfect begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. Now, Jesus, he willingly gave up his life. He let men nail him to a cross so he could take the punishment you deserve for your sin. And God punished his son, Jesus, in your place. After Jesus suffered, he bled for your sin. He died for your sin. After he did that, he was buried. But he came alive again the third day after. And he proved that the payment for your sin was entirely complete. Now the Bible says Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. 
and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. Remember that Christ is another name for Jesus. He died for your sins. He took the punishment for your sin. God wants you to believe his word and to be saved from your sin instead of wanting your own way. Well, Jacob had sinfully wanted his own way. He had cheated his brother and deceived his father to get it. Jacob's mother, Rebekah, had said she would send him word when it was safe to return. Twenty years had gone by, and Jacob hadn't heard from his mother. He may have learned that she had died, but he didn't know if Esau was still angry with him. So Jacob sent messengers ahead of this caravan, this traveling family group, to tell Esau that he was coming. When the servants returned, they brought bad news. They said, your brother Esau is coming to meet you with 400 men. Jacob must have been a bit scared at that. Maybe he thought Esau is planning to take my life. Jacob was so afraid for himself and his family. He divided his servants and his family into two groups. So it'd be harder for Esau to attack them all. But then he did the best thing he could do. He prayed. He said, Oh God of my fathers, Abraham and Isaac, you are the Lord who said to me, go back to your country and your family and I will be with you. I don't deserve your goodness or your faithfulness. Jacob also prayed and said, please deliver me from my brother Esau. Jacob knew that if Esau destroyed him and his family, God would not be keeping his promise to make Jacob's family as many as the sands on the seashore. Now remember when Jacob was leaving his home 20 years before, how he had that dream about the stairway going up to heaven and the angels and God speaking to him from the top of the stairway? Remember that God had made him a promise. That God told him that his descendants or his family, those who come after him, will be as many as the specks of dust on the earth. Remember when God promised Jacob that? Now Jacob was worried that that promise wouldn't come true because he thought Esau was going to kill him. After he prayed, Jacob sent some of his animals as a gift to his brother Esau. In the evening, Jacob sent the rest of his animals, his wives, his children, his servants, across a river while he stayed behind. That night, something strange happened. Jacob, he thought he was alone, but he was startled to find a man there with him. And that man and Jacob, they began to wrestle in the darkness. Jacob and that man, they wrestled all night. Now, do you know what it means to wrestle? I'm sure you do, but it kind of means to, to fight. Finally, the man injured Jacob by putting his thigh out of joint. Now, the thigh is the upper part of your leg. Jacob realized he was not wrestling with an ordinary man. He was wrestling with a heavenly visitor. Jacob told this man, I will not let you go until you bless me. And the man asked Jacob, what is your name? And Jacob told him, well, Jacob, that's my name. And the man said, you will no longer be called Jacob. You will be called Israel. The name Israel meant prince with God. Now Jacob's name that he was given when he was born, Jacob, that had meant deceiver. But now the name Israel, his new name, Israel, guess what it means? Prince with God. God was giving Jacob a new name. He was changing Jacob into a new person. And if you have believed in Jesus as your savior, God wants to change you. 
He wants to make you into a new person. The Bible says, He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 6. God began his good work in you when you called on Jesus to save you from your sin. And God will continue that work by changing you to be more and more like him each day. He may allow difficult things to happen to help you get rid of your old habits like swearing or lying or having an angry temper. Those things are not pleasing to God. He wants you to get rid of those things. He wants you to have the right kind of character, to be the right kind of person, a person who will live to please God. Now, character, that's the way you are on the inside. It's the inner strength to do right. God wants you to have a character that pleases him. When you're tempted to do things that you used to do, maybe like lying, cursing, ask God to help you. Memorize a verse about that area that you struggle with. And then you can remember that verse and say it to yourself when you're tempted to do that wrong thing. When you pray and depend on God, you are sowing good things in your life. And you will reap good things as a result. Remember our verse from today, Galatians 6, 7, and that it talks about reaping what you sow. Now, if you sow good things in your life, you will reap good things. God will give you strength to do what's right, and others will notice that you're different. They might even choose to accept Jesus as their Savior because they see a difference in your life. So you can let God change you. God was changing Jacob. God had just given him a new name. Jacob never forgot that night. Now the next day, Jacob walked a bit different because that heavenly visitor had touched his thigh and put it out of joint. So now Jacob walked with a limp. Soon, Jacob saw somebody. What did he see? He saw Esau, his brother, and his 400 men approaching. And Jacob, or we could call him his new name now, Israel, he arranged his family in the safest way possible, and then he went on ahead of them. And his heart must have been pounding as Esau approached. What would he say? What would he do? Jacob walked fearfully toward his brother. He stopped seven times to humbly bow his face to the ground. And when Esau saw his brother Jacob, he ran to meet him. He hugged him. He kissed him. And both of the brothers cried. They wept. Jacob's family must have been relieved to see that the brothers were getting along just fine. Now Jacob returned to the promised land, which was Canaan. And after a, a short time, God told him to return to Bethel. Bethel. Do you remember Bethel? Bethel was where Jacob had that dream. Remember how he used the stone for his pillow and how he had that dream of the stairway and the angels and God giving him that promise from the top of the stairway? When Jacob got up after that night of sleep, he stood the stone up, he poured oil over the stone, and he named that place Bethel. And Bethel means house of God. And once again at Bethel, God spoke to Jacob, and God reminded him of his new name. He was now Israel. God again promised to make him the patriarch or the father of his many descendants who would live in that land of Canaan, the promised land. Jacob built an altar, and he set up another pillar of stone as a special place. Jacob was such a different man now. He had learned that God keeps his promises and would allow him to reap what he sowed in order to build godly character. And God had truly changed Jacob's life. 
Now Jacob and his family, they left Bethel. They returned to where his father Isaac lived. Jacob's heart, he must have been so joyful because his dear wife Rachel was about to have another baby. But soon it became very sad because when Rachel was having that baby, she died. Jacob named the baby Benjamin. And sometime after Rachel was buried, Jacob and his family arrived at Hebron, which is a place in Canaan. Isaac must have been very pleased to see Jacob. He hadn't seen him for a long time. Remember, Jacob had lived with his uncle Laban for 20 years. Isaac enjoyed his his son Jacob and his grandchildren for 13 years. And then, when Isaac was 180 years old, he died. Now, Jacob had received the birthright and the blessing, and he would be the patriarch or the father of his family. He was a far better man than he had been when he left home. God had been working in Jacob's life to change him. And if you know Jesus as your Savior, God wants to change you to be more like him. You can tell God, thank you, that he changes you on the inside. Perhaps you used to do things like lie a lot or use curse words, or have an angry temper, or fight with others. If you still struggle with those things, ask God to help you to change, to be more like him. God wants you to build godly character in your life. And remember what character is? It's the way you are on the inside. It's the inner strength to do what's right. He can even, God can even use difficult situations to make you the kind of person he wants you to be. So you can pray and tell God about your struggles, and you can ask him to help you do what's right. You can memorize verses that will help you, just like this one. He which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Philippians 1, 6. Now you can ask God to help you change in areas that you struggle in. But before you can change to be more like Jesus, you can call on him as your Savior. That's what you need to do. If you want to change to be like him, because your sin stands between you and God, it separates you from God. But Jesus died and rose again so your sin could be forgiven. The Bible tells us, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. Well, it says whosoever, and that means anyone. Anyone shall call. Now that means tell Jesus that you believe or trust completely that he's the only one who could die for your sin. Now, when you're willing to turn away from your sin and call on Jesus to save you, he promises to save you from your sin's punishment. He will forgive you and he'll change you on the inside to be more like him. So will you call on the Lord Jesus to save you from your sin today? If you'd like to do that, you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I am calling on you to save me. I believe you died and rose again. Please change me on the inside and forgive my sin. In Jesus' name, amen. If you tell him something like that and you truly do mean it, he will forgive your sin and he will change you on the inside. If you would like to read about Jacob and about what happened to him when what we talked about today, you would like to read that from the Bible. You can find it in Genesis chapters 29, 31, 32, 33, and chapter 35. Again, that's Genesis chapters 29, 31, 
32, 33, and chapter 35. And you can read all about Jacob, his two wives, his uncle Laban, his family, and about him meeting his brother Esau. Well, that's all for this time. I'll see you next time. Bye.